Brutus. <laughs> uh, hey. Lord have mercy. Welcome to the Movie Dummies Podcast. Excuse me. The podcast where dummies talk about TV and movies, mostly TV lately. Um, yeah, I'm Joe. With me this week is Shannon. Hello. Angela. Hey. And Matt. Hello. So what's up, guys? How's your week been? Everything been good? Or anyone? Fan, fan freaking tastic. That's great. Great. How about your your watching movie life? Uh, me and Shannon saw a hell of a film this week. I have a lot of thoughts What'd on you it. See? But you know, we can save that for a minute. We can. And I've had quite a busy week ahead of me. Boogie, you, you caught up on Severance. I am all caught up on Severance. It's wild. I don't understand anything that's happening. It's so wild. So they flipped the game a little bit with the the spoiler at the 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 spoiler. I'm sorry, the stinger at the end of the last episode. Um, I'm starting to think that some of those people have been working for Lumen longer than they know they have. I'm yeah, I definitely think they all have been working for Lumen longer than well, they Mark, think they have. Because people would have told him that. Maybe. It seems like he only started working there after his wife died. So you have like this definite uh, time delineation there. Possibly, but John Tutoro yes. and and Christopher Walken have been working there their entire lives. It seems like it, right? Yeah. And, Pat- and they it's insane. <laughs> um, I don't understand the baby goats. I don't understand nope. what's going on. Nope. This is definitely not a corporation. It's a cult. Like nope. I don't, I don't understand. It, it's like. It's it's almost as if she built a corporation just so that she could house cult members inside. I don't know that it's hers because she's afraid of whoever actually runs that place. Yeah. Yeah, she could be a Shelly Miscavige as opposed to a David, I suppose. She's just a big fish in a small pond. There's a big old pond out there who controls everything that she does. But I want to know why they're not severed. The management of the place. Um, because they can't be. Why? How's she gonna watch Marcus on the outside? That's not her job. She's just doing that because she's a psychopath. How do you know that's not her job? I guess I know. <clears throat> it might be her job. And knowing that they can be unsevered remotely was interesting too. Yeah. Okay, so just because I'm lost, I don't know how Matt feels. What is the show? Where do you find it? It's on Apple TV Plus. Okay, it stars Adam Scott, and he's doing like a scowl mm-hmm. the whole time. It's very interesting. His face doesn't look normal. But could you give me like yeah. a quick summary without telling? No, it? but here you go. No. Uh, Adam Scott plays a guy named Mark S. Mark S. works for this company named Lumen. Lumen is shrouded in mystery. We don't know what they do. We don't know why they do it. Uh, we know that Mark S.'s job is to look at numbers and pick the ones that make him feel happy and put them in a folder. And pick the ones that make him feel sad and put them in a folder. Weird. And that's their job. And the ones that are scary looking go in a different folder. Yeah. So it's based on emotion. There's four of them mm-hmm. that do that job. Uh, Mark's work best friend, Petey, 
was recently removed from the position. And part of the terms of their agreement for working for Lumen in this position is that they go through a process called severance, where they sever their mind. What happens at work, they cannot remember when they're on their outside. It's as if they don't exist. And then, then when they come back, they don't remember anything from the outside. So it's like when they're riding in the elevator, you watch them switch, zoop, and then, you know, he's different. Weird. It's it's for the, the severed, or for the, the innies, they call them, the people at work. It's like they don't ever sleep. They, they only work. exist at work. They only exist at work. They're like almost. It's literally the. Yeah. It's literally the only life they know is walking through those doors and working. Those four people or those three people and a, and a mill chick. And it's wild. Well, I'm including like. Cause you got Helly, you got Mark, you got. Yeah. As if I, no, no, no. As if I were Helly, I'm working with those three. I only see those three people. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's very Lostian in that there's all this other stuff going on that we may or may not get explanations to. The company Lumen is obviously a cult. Uh, they have like a Bible. Mm. Oh yeah, it's like scripture. They even quote it like scripture, like Kier six thirty three. You know, like it's like a, it's messed up. I just remember walking in while you were watching it, and some lady tried to hang herself. That she did. Yep. Did so. she actually do it? She sure hung herself, yeah. Did she die? No. Weird. No. Okay. That's the only tidbit I know. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a show. I suggest you watch it. And <coughs> Servant is also getting quite good. I'm sorry. I'm still not caught up on Servant. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'll just say the tables are turning. In a way that seems, it seems kind of unfair, but at the same time, you totally understand. Okay. Hmm. That's all. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What you been doing, Matt? Um. Well, I uh, haven't been doing a lot. I watched the rest of uh, Arcane. Oh, yeah? How'd you like it? I liked it. Um, How'd you like that cliffhanger? It's good. Um, kind of figure we know what's going to happen, but it's still cool to not see it happen. Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty abrupt and kind of harsh for that to be the last moment. Right. But I enjoyed it too. Kind of makes you wonder who's gonna who's gonna make it. <laughs> they don't have any qualms. Their games are thrown in that way. Uh, about killing main characters. Uh, they killed three. It was like very Ned Starkian within like the first few episodes they killed three of the main characters. Yeah, but I have a feeling Jace is going to make it because he is a playable character in the video game and none of them have died yet. Right. I know nothing about the video game, so I was along for a ride. That's all. Good ride. I guess we'll see. Yeah, the animation is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Just as a fan of animation, I loved it. Yeah, it's top notch. 
I would say that the uh, animation is definitely better than Vox Machina, but Vox Machina had a better storyline, I think. Yeah, for sure. More endearing characters. Much less Imagine Dragons. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like Imagine Dragons. <clears throat> the Nickelback of our time. Hey, now. I like, I like Nickelback, too. You know... A lot of people are like, I don't know why Nickelback gets such a bad rap. They're actually a really good band. And I've seen them live, and I'll tell you what, Chad Kroger is a very, very good rhythm guitarist and singer. I, I, I'm, I've I'm been saying that for years. I don't see why they get such a bad rap. I like them. A lot of their hit songs are just not good. They're annoying. They're just... But they've got other songs know. that are decent. You know, they got real big, real fast. Who knows? Who knows I guess like the. Rap? I mean, I guess their first couple of hit songs were very Scott Stappian in nature. I guess. Look at this photograph. But. Yeah, but he's not douche warbling. Right. No, he's not. I don't know what that means, but it sounds. The funny. Scott Stapp voice. Oh. <laughs> it just sounded funny. You know, like Eddie Vedder um, started doing it, but that's like how he sings, and then people just started copying that. Yeah. The arms hey, there's another song. Shannon asked me <laughs> if I remembered any Creed songs. I can only think of one. <laughs> there you go. Um, I like the one about the hooker who's. I don't. Which, what is it called? I have no idea. <laughs> There's a Nickelback song about a hooker. Oh, Nickelback song. Yeah. Oh. Um. She be hooking. Something in your mouth. Oh, that's something different. It's a different song. Something in your mouth. They do not all kind of sound like. Now it's going to bug me. Shaking hands, that's what it is. I just I Googled really like Nickelback one. song about a hooker. R.I.P. my search history. <laughs> What's wish.com going to send me now? <laughs> Hand jobs for a nickel. It is. <laughs> Only a nickel? It has sent you some interesting things before. I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre what they've sent me. I'm not going to lie. You know, the targeted ads are based on, like, your search history, Shannon, for Wish? No. Yeah, so, like, at a time where I was buying buck naked underwear from Duluth Trading, completely banal thing, right? Uh, I was getting the craziest, weirdest, gayest, <laughs> probably, for what it looked like, underwear advertisements from Wish. Like, we're talking translucent mesh. See-through buckaroos, baby! We're talking, Ooh. like, it was like a dick pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you called it, a trunk compartment? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, let's put your balls in. There was also that. It was balls and shaft. So there was a separate mm. separate thing for your shaft. That actually sounds into. pretty nice. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't have them rubbing together. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I've been living my life this way. Is this like uh, when George Costanza is eating the Snickers bar with a knife and fork? And someone else said, are you eating that with a knife and fork? <laughs> what do you use, your hands? Is this that same thing? Like, I don't know what I'm missing out on. Perhaps. 
and we're all going to feel stupid in the future. Maybe. Probably, right? Yeah. We'll always all feel How'd stupid. How did we get here? Uh, we were talking about Nickelback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, that's why no one likes them. <laughs> it leads to shit like all this. Of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're segueing into underwear. That's right. Pouches. Edible? Oh, man. Edible? So, Matt watched Arcane. What else did you watch, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I, uh, I... Did we... We didn't talk about... Uh, no way home, did we? Mm-mm. No. Did you watch it, Boogie? Yeah. Oh, let's talk about it. Beyond what I saw, I didn't think there would be any spoilers. Or I didn't see anything that would have been spoilers. I'm confused. What? Spoilers? Um, last week, off mic, we talked about it, and I told you the part that I left off on, and you're like, well, we should wait until next week then. I don't want it. There's spoilers, and I don't. I, I didn't think there would have been spoilers. No, I mean, talk about the movie at all for Aaron because he had. Oh, Asha. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Seen it. So, how'd you guys like it? Um, it. it's definitely the best Spider-Man movie in the MCU series so far. For sure. Okay. I'm with you there. Matt? I think it's the best Spider-Man movie in all the U's. That's true, too. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it's pretty fair. In all the U's. I think even Andrew Garfield and uh, Toby, what's his name, McGuire? Mm-hmm. They think that uh, he's the best Spider-Man. <laughs> Aww. Tom Holland. Thank you. Um, I would imagine they're all friends, I guess. Their appearances in the film were delightful. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed them quite a bit. It made me realize I hadn't seen I haven't seen uh, Andrew Garfield's second movie. Well, I give those movies a lot of bad talk, right? Because the Amazing Spider-Man ones aren't that good. Um, I believe they alluded to that in the film. <laughs> They they made very good movies about Peter Parker and poor movies about Spider Man. Mm. Where I think like all the Spider Man y stuff was like too too cute. Like it wasn't like you know it, they they're not there doing, were no stakes. It's not that there are stakes. It's like, you know, stakes like in all these superhero movies. The, we're going to destroy the city. Everyone's going to turn into a lizard. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the look of it, the feel of it, it wasn't grounded in any sort of reality. And then when you're in the Peter Parker mode and he's with, uh, what's her face, Gwen Stacy, everything is very grounded and very real. And it's, you know, that part of the movie, both of them are very good. I really enjoyed them. Uh, but it's just the rest of it's like, <laughs> you know. Who Whereas... was his, his MJ? Gwen Stacy was uh, um, Emma Stone. Yeah. And they I have never together. seen those movies. Hmm. Uh, they're worth a watch, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you might disagree with me, but just watching this movie and having those two men come back as Spider-Man and having them be Peter Parkers and having them tell their story about the things they went through to Tom Holland and just seeing 
when they're discussing that, you're just seeing the different take, how different those takes are compared to how the MCU has treated Spider-Man. And one, it made me realize this MCU version of Spider-Man is better, not just because like Marvel's in charge and it looks better and everything. It's about every single thing they've done to the character is better. Um, he's he's actually more grounded. He's more real. He's uh, and and it's I think a lot of it has to do with Tom Holland's performance and how he plays him, and then you know just how well it's written. Um, and then it did another thing. It's almost like it's fucking magic. In my mind, they legitimized those other movies, whether or not they're good or bad. But they're they're now in my mind they're worthwhile. Just like, especially when Andrew Garfield's talking about how he's just filled with so much rage after uh, once her face died, Emma Stone. Died. Oh yeah, the special features are fantastic. And it's just like, no, he's talking about it in the movie. Oh, remember he's like I was so filled with rage and. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. But. And I loved that part of it. And you know, I loved the movie. Everything was really good. And if this is how the last. This is the last time we see Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think they went out on top. I would agree. And the way they're talking, that this is going to be the last time we see Tom Holland as Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah. None of them are under contract anymore. Mm-hmm. None of them? Nope. No, the, the deal with Sony was only till this film. And I think they wrapped it up nicely. If that was the ending. For sure. I don't know. The special features talked about so much stuff that I guess I just didn't think through. But it's hard to think when you're not feeling well. You know how you just watch something and you don't think about it? Mm-hmm. All were, the time. Yeah. There was, you know, just thinking about how each one of them were different and they are each one had something different a different quality a different style and I guess I never really realized how much Tom Holland was in this movie like he does pretty much every stunt he yeah the behind the scenes are enlightening just actually how much stunts he's doing it's impressive it is I mean, Tom Cruise can't even hold his nutsack. As far as, as, like, physical fighting and stunt work. Now, Tom Holland's not flying a fucking helicopter upside down, so... (laughs) Tom's got him there, I guess. I guess. I was just going to say, I think the only nutsack Tom Cruise is holding... It was miscarriage. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Burn. Um, Mission Impossible movies are fucking dope, so whatever. <laughs> I have never seen them. They're fucking they dope. They're not up there. I appreciate that they're not for me. I don't know. Any, any other thoughts? There's not much to really say about Spider Man after that. I don't think like I mean you did put it pretty eloquently Joe it is now it's my favorite MCU movie to date so so I'm gonna say something pretty 
contrarian. Not a the the Spider Man movies in the MCU blow my skirt up the least. Okay. Hmm. And I I can't I I don't know why like there is no why. It's, they're they're great movies. Tom Holland's a lot of fun. I enjoy him when he joins other people in their movies. But for some reason, I don't love his movies. Hmm. That's because okay. he was kind of the last uh, person of the party. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I haven't yet been able to figure it out. Like there, there's nothing. You know, I, I don't dislike them. I just like them the least. I understand. Yeah. I mean, if okay. Spider-Man's not your bag, it's not your bag. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand. Okay. It's kind of funny, though, because he's Marvel's number one character. Yeah. Number one, mm-hmm. like, as far as, like, uh, I don't know, comic sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's, like, their, their top person. But it's kind of funny, though, because Marvel didn't have any of their top properties when they started making movies, other studios owned them. <laughs> yeah. So they had to deal with, they had to be like, we're going to make a movie about Iron Man. And everyone's like, who the fuck is Iron Man? And who would care about I Iron said Man? that. Who gives I said fun? that. Who gives two shits about Iron Man? And now we're all sucking off Robert Downey Jr. Please come back. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I would if that meant another movie. For sure. <laughs> would Jason be okay with that? I... Probably not, but we're gonna we'll figure it out. <laughs> You're gonna create hall passes, maybe gotcha. a one way hall pass. What if Robert Down- Downey Jr. is also on his pass? You gonna judge him for that? No. Okay. Cool. Did you guys talk about Fast Nine last week too? And I missed it. Uh, we did. We did. Um, yeah. Because I, I you actually did, she watched all of them. Yeah, I watched all nine. And Shannon just watched. All it nine. was. Did you finish? It nine? was a ride. No, she's halfway through nine. Well, I watched it previous, but I'm watching it again. It oh, was um, Oliver, because uh, I was sick, and so when you're sick, you have nothing to do but watch things, obviously. So we decided to sit and watch the Fast 9 series, and we specifically watched it in chronological order, which was interesting because I've only seen it in release order. And well, we... yeah, chronological order doesn't make any sense either. It actually Well, chronological did. order is basically the release order, except Tokyo Drift goes after 6. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not fun because they made that shit up as they were going along. They did not have a plan. And no, I, they did not have a plan. And I totally get that. Like, but when they you brought watch... Han back in nine. <laughs> they brought Han back in yeah. nine. No reason other than he was popular. Well, I, I, I can't he, give you that. It, did not, it didn't serve the story. It didn't make any sense. He's the most popular character from the franchise. They brought him back. Wow. I mean, they... Because they, they did, kept doing prequels just to allow him to be in the films. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it helped 
my son to understand the story of what was happening when you go in chronological order because like I'm watching it and yeah, but because what a, I'm I was, not saying that those movies are great, but what a quality dip to go from six to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> but it didn't make it didn't do that to us. Like I'm telling you that it didn't drop the quality at all. It because I've seen it. And I saw what it. What do you not... mean it didn't drop the quality? Let me Tokyo talk. Drift looks like it was shot on VHS. It's horrible looking. Are you done? Yep. I'm going to argue with you. Oh, you go need ahead. to zip those lips over there. Because I've only seen the movies once. I am not some huge fast car fan, so I didn't repeatedly watch these movies. So watching it through, I was like, oh, that's where that character came from. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that's where he came from. Like, I would see each one in that movie as they came together and they introduced another person, another person. And it kind of made more sense to me actually watching it through and chronologically putting Tokyo Drift after because you actually have Vin Diesel go to Tokyo and say, we lost our friend. Oh, my gosh. There's so many of those lines, though, like, we're going to Tokyo yet. It just made sense that Next when up, you Tokyo, it's oh my god. When you see the end of whatever, I think it's six, and you go to Tokyo yeah. Drift, it makes sense. It just I don't know. It seems like it falls right into place, and watching it that way just it worked. You and know, they shoehorn Statham in. Well, yeah, he was the guy that killed Han. Okay, I think uh, Heather or Helen Mirren was the shoehorn. <laughs> Maybe. I I like Statham. I enjoyed him quite a bit. Yeah, I I've come to the conclusion I agree with the newcomers podcast that The Rock does not belong in those movies. Hmm. I don't like him in there. He doesn't need to be in there. And like it's cuz he's not trying to be charming. I think The Rock's at his best when he's charming. That's like he the is. thing he thing he does really well. He's not really great at action you know mm-hmm. it's all right he's all but he's only all right jason statham's fucking awesome he is pretty incredible you know what that, I mean? that, there's like i mean that was a remark that that i made while watching it like jason statham is the the fights between jason statham and the rock were the most realistic for me because statham could actually hold his own mm-hmm. and it was believable well, The Rock definitely, personally, seemed more of a cop than a Dominic Toretto kind of, like, break the rules. The, the Rock's also a freak. But that's what I mean, like... <laughs> He's a freak of nature, like... The fact that he was in that one movie because he was a cop made sense. But he shouldn't have been in any more after that. It should have been done at that point. Like, no, no one would allow him to be a cop because they drug test cops. <laughs> Okay. Are you suggesting that The Rock roids? Yes, he does. No. Yes. No. I think he did just to get started, and now he doesn't. And I think he definitely does. He takes something. I've seen. I've seen his Instagram. He eats twelve pounds of chicken every day and works out eight hours a day. Sure. Mm I don't get what you're saying that he's not good at action movies. Have you ever seen The Scorpion King? Come on. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. He ate yeah. a scorpion in that movie. 
I don't remember because it was really bad. Or were they ants? Something. They, he, he it was, was fighting scorpion. bugs with a, his tongue. Remember? <laughs> oh my goodness. The CG He's, facial expression. It was just. It was just that one CGI scene that was terrible. And, you know the movie sucks too, but. Yeah, it's yeah, like the sure. rundown is where it's at, where he's the butt of the joke, or mm-hmm. you know, people. I love the people rundown. have to comment on the fact that he's a freak. Like, yeah. like they never did it to Arnold that often either. You know, and they barely ever mentioned that he spoke with a German accent. Like, yeah, that was always wild. They did in in like Kindergarten Cop. Like he's this he's a CIA agent, but he's Austrian. No, well, yeah, but they're like, where are you from? He's like, I'm. He's a robot from the future. Yeah, made by English people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did it really need this last movie though? Not there's one more coming. What? Yeah, oh my lord! Ah, and it's gonna be Fast X, isn't it? Yeah, well, maybe. Gotta be Fast X. It has to be Fast Ten Year (laughs) Seatbelt. I think that's the prevailing joke. Um, it's gonna be a fast X. Vin Diesel but I also love the joke. on the internet begging Dwayne Johnson to come back, and the Rock, what? the Rock on the internet publicly denied him that. Why is Vin Diesel begging him to come back? Because he's like, we got, I need DJ. We got to round this thing out. That's what he said. Hmm. The whole family's got to come back. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, but yeah, how does the family now? Vin Diesel claims. And I believe him that he was pissing off the rock so that their chemistry on screen would be better. I would not, that would not surprise me. They were supposed to be adversaries. Right. I think Vin, I don't think, I think Vin Diesel is a better actor than we all give him credit for. I think he's a very producer. More, More than anything, he is an intelligent producer. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if that's probably not a smart move to take a guy who does not need your fucking money or your bullshit and piss him off. You could just tell him, like, yo, man, we got to be pissed at each other. You know, you could have a conversation with The Rock, I'm sure, like that. But to, like, actually piss the man off would probably not be in your best interest. I mean, not if you want to keep making movies with him, for right. sure. Because right. he doesn't need your shit. For sure. No, he has all the money. Yeah. He has all the money. And he's got his own tequila. That thing is going to be sold for $2 billion soon. Right? Craziness. Energy drinks and Under Armour shoes. Yep. He's got his finger and everything. Not to mention that he's in like three movies (laughs) a year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know. Like I said, these fast movies, poor... Poor Oliver, though, because Joe mentioned something to me like it is purely like the movies start out very sexual and driven about girls and boobs. Well, that was the cult, the car culture, right? Yeah. Ass cars. It was. And then it wasn't probably until the fourth movie. Oh, excuse me. Probably it got a little bit less, but it's still there. And then come the sixth. Probably in seventh, it was much less, much less. Yeah, it's, it really becomes like very sterile PG, you know, girls in bikinis type of thing. Like, 
It's like they Which were I appreciated. Yeah, they were enticing the the group, you know, with the girls and the cars, and now they're totally like pushing the girls away and saying, "Okay, if you're serious about cars, you shouldn't need the girls anymore. It's about the car." Yeah, you know, sexuality is just not really a part of the the franchise. Yeah. And I was I was glad for that, and I think it's definitely more of a sell point for sure to watch the movies. Um, well, for you, for you, yeah. Sure, there are young. I, I'm sure there are young men. Boys can't jerk <laughs> off there who are very upset. Right. Eh, true. But I probably won't watch it again. I'm not like going to rewatch these movies unless I have to. <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you think there's people out there that watch these? I don't really watch these movies. Like, they're not like an you know thing. Like, I don't give a shit. There's, <laughs> you know, I will probably rewatch these every now and again when I need to watch something. When I need to just howl in disbelief at how ridiculous something is, because it's really. I don't know. I don't. I had fun, right? I, the whole time, I'm just like, "Are you, are you seeing this? This is so ridiculous!" Yeah. Like, and it was, it was just fun. I would it agree. made me laugh. But then, like, when my son Oliver's like, "Is that possible?" I'm like, "No, hell no!" I was like, "You would die. No, you, All these films, no. you would die." I mean, most of the driving is possible. Just like the driving, the actual driving. Yeah, they've got lots of good work in those movies for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't drive a Fiero into space. Can't do that. <laughs> oh, no, that so and ridiculous. like they they did started doing this thing. I think in six or seven. Where what if you build a really tall ramp? No, oh, okay. <laughs> Touche, Matt. Maybe. Maybe. But they started doing this thing. I don't remember which movie it started in. Where someone was falling, Vin Diesel would jump out of his car or something, fly through yep. the air, catch that person, and land on a car unscathed. Yep. I think that's oh, yeah, yeah. eight. Meanwhile, wow. inertia, they do it multiple times. <laughs> oh. Just the inertia itself, he would die each time. Mm. I mean, sometimes he would jump from something, kick another, like a car, so that it would fly over and catch the person. Oh, yeah, sure. Sometimes that would happen. The Rock punches a fucking missile in eight. Yeah. Yeah. He did do that. He he did. And it diverted course. It did. It it went it went the other way. It just completely went the other way. So yeah. Fast and Furious is like a superhero movies? They're becoming them, yeah. And yeah. There's a lot of metatextual conversation from, what's his face? Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson in nine, where he's like, we're fucking invincible. It's just some crazy shit, you know, and just like everybody's making fun of him, like like retarded. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a fan of the movies. He's deep, you know. <laughs> he's yeah. commenting on it. I mean, he's not wrong. He's, he's not. No, it's very interesting. Well, Idris Elba is a straight up like super soldier in the one yeah, and Hobbs, Hobbs and, Shaw. and Shaw. But that's only Fast and Furious presents. So yeah. I've not seen Hobbs and Shaw yet. Yeah, he literally calls himself Black Superman. Yeah. And the only last thing I want to say was it was, I think, more heartbreaking watching it through the second time with the emotional realization that Paul Walker passed away. 
Uh, oh my gosh, that was a very unexpected ugly cry from me. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, I don't think I want to even go down that road. It was for me as well. And to explain, because like Oliver's like, I don't understand why he's not coming back. And so, <laughs> like, okay, let me tell you what happened. He did. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was the end of seven. Yeah. They and they played the. Yeah, his brother was his real, and, and his brother went and did all those shots, did a lot of the work, and then they just CG'd his face onto him. Yep. Yeah. But the ending, they uh, actually add like a, this little like tribute to him. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's. I really like Paul Walker. I think he's actually a very good actor. I agree. Um. I think he's been in a ton of like shitty to semi shitty movies. Candy uh, He did a movie called Running Scared, which is like also the name Running Scared for a movie was also used in a a really Billy Crystal Gregory Hines buddy cop movie in the eighties, which is also good. Um but the Paul Walker one's good and he's really good in it. Wait, what's yes. it called? Running I'll Scared. Okay. Mm. Not the Billy Crystal one. I mean, watch that one, too, if you get a chance. There's, like, a, a sex scene with a motorcycle. What? Are they are... on a motorcycle? No, it's or just... is it with a motorcycle? Yes. Uh, Gregory Hines' deep dick fucking uh, tailpipe. No. It's just <laughs> in his apartment or something, and, like, he's got, like, the the light the, the lights going off, but not the siren. And so it's, like, lighting up the room all weird, and he's, like, banging a chick. Hmm. And then Billy Crystal's like, hey, we got to get out of here. And then they get out of there. Gotcha. Weird. Yeah. The 80s were a weird time. Yeah, I mean, it's a land where Pat Morita could double front kick a windshield. Hmm. <laughs> he did die doing it, though, didn't he? Oh. No. <laughs> no? Oh, he didn't die in the movie. Hmm. Oh, okay. The star of the show, man. You don't kill the star of the show. Oh, maybe it was just me thinking to myself that would kill him yeah he would, he would die. die doing he would that. Be <laughs> especially yeah. a frail old man <laughs> jackie chan could do it jackie chan's invincible he's like lives in the fast universe yep <laughs> oh man you watch uh rush hour three in the credits you get to see jackie chan knock himself out with the table yep oh, unconscious yeah. completely just out Producers run it up and stuff. It's crazy. Still pretty sad. I didn't. He didn't. Uh, he's not in the uh, Expendables movies. Mm. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Yet. He, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he uh, was making a different movie when they were doing all of them. Are they? Are the Expendable Expendable movies done then? Or <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I figured they'd go on forever. Well, it's probably been till Sly kicks it. Yeah, I lost track of time. Hmm. They're still pretty youthful. (laughs) Okay. What else we got, guys? I have a huge list. Maybe I'll save some for next week. I don't know. Rattle a few off. Um, inventing Anna on Netflix. Watch or skip. Oh, it would annoy you to hell. It's based on, let me tell you a synopsis. 
and then I'll give you my opinion. Um, it's based on a true story about this girl who pretends to be super rich and takes people for granted, and it pisses me off how she takes advantage of people, and she has this awful voice, and she's just this writer who's pregnant is trying to write her story, and she's like, well, if you want to talk to me, you need to bring me this. And she's so manipulative. I cannot stand it. I personally say skip it. Um, I hear there you go. Skip it. they're possibly going to do a season cool, two. Cool, don't watch season two either. Hell no. I don't think I will. Wait, so she's the protagonist? Oh, I yeah, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. It really she, upsets me. Like, how annoying is her voice? Like Fran Dresser or? It's a little bit there. A little bit. Kind of like a mixture. She's lipping. <laughs> exactly. It's a little bit. She's pretending to do a Russian accent. Why she's, would they ever make a season two? Exactly. It's Anna Chlumsky. It's um, because of the way they ended it. There's is that possible. Anna? No, that, she's Vivian Kent. That they're going to do another season because you're not quite sure how it ends. Which I guess this is still happening. This person is still in the United States, pretending to be this person in jail, or she was out released or something. I was trying to read the history, and she's waiting for her visa to come in, but it won't come in. And then COVID obviously is causing it to slow down, but she's supposedly still waiting for her money. Sounds like there's no such thing. I don't know. It's really frustrating. I don't know. If you like to watch something that frustrates you, watch this for sure. Oh, I also watched something I recommend, Catching Killers on Netflix. Uh, it's a... Uh, series where it goes through a killer per episode. Docu-series? Yep, docu-series. It obviously goes through um, uh, the famous California killer. Help me. Golden State Killer? Yes. Um, and it goes through many others that are well-known and just different <coughs> points in the story of people who were wrongly accused and so forth. I know. I watched through it. It was very interesting for sure. Uh, we finished defending Jacob. Mm. I say skip it. I skip. I wasn't really enjoying that. The show. first Apple show I didn't really like. Um, I think acting was great, but at the same yeah. time, yeah. Um, we watched the Adam Project on Netflix with I talked about that Ryan Reynolds already. But tell me what you thought. You did. Yeah, last week. Oh, I I really liked it. I thought yeah. we just watched this. We talked. Yeah, about we watched about it. Last Friday, so oh, I wow. talked about it on the podcast last week. I enjoyed it. I'd probably watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again. It was super sure. cute, for sure. I watched very, it. Very Amblin. What would you think, Boogie? I liked it a lot. It was very cute. Yeah. Did you get Spielbergian feels from it, or? Uh, no. Would have made me hate it. <laughs> I also finished The Good Place. I watched the entire series while Yay. I was ill. Yep. I enjoyed how it ended. I cried uh, like yeah. a baby. Of course. But I think it ended well. Good series. Uh, good show. Which, you know, my kids pop in and see things as I was watching them. It brings... It's definitely a show that brings up a lot of questions. And people wondering about what's this and what's that. And it's a good segue if that's something you want to talk about with your kids. For sure. And then I watched 
just to prepare for the last thing I believe we're going to talk about, I watched The Batman Begins. I wanted to dabble a little bit in the Batman world, so I watched Christian Bale's Batman, and I also watched um, Batman Returns. Ooh, excuse me. With, with Jim Carrey? Or no, with Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. The Penguin? Yes. Because that was the one on Netflix. I really wanted to watch the first one, just the Batman, but it wasn't on there. So yeah, I watched those two, and then I went and saw The Batman, starring third Robert Pattinson, which I believe we wanted to talk about. Did anyone else see it? No. Matt didn't see it? No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm probably not going to see it, so. That's how I felt going into the movie. Or I was asked, hey, let's go see it. And I was just like not really interested. I would definitely say Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. I wasn't a big Christian Bale fan. It Michael t- Keaton? Yeah. Interesting. Um, Christian Bale just seemed too dark for me. It was a darker, I would say, set of movies. And I didn't, I don't really like the dark. It reminds me of horror too much. That's just not my thing. Uh, whereas Michael Keaton was a little bit like farce. It had a little bit of funny, you know, Jack Nicholson. It was a little bit like comic-y, like a comic book. I don't know. I just liked it. Probably something I grew up with. And I think this new Batman actually does a better job of putting the Batman in my wheelhouse of, take back to Fast 9 series, of, you know, what I like. Wheelhouse. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I It didn't feel like a three-hour movie. No. There well, were yeah. a lot of promising things in this movie. I enjoyed it. I was actually pleasantly surprised by the acting, the betrayal of Batman, the storyline, the... Yeah. I would recommend to see this film. I'm curious how other people feel if it's a good interpretation of Batman. And I'm, I would really hope they would finally keep one and go forward with it. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't exist inside of the, the Justice League world. Um, there are things about it that are going to seem very familiar to you. It is <clears throat> tonally and stylistically, in a lot of ways, it's equivalent to the Dark Knight. It's it's very it's very similar to the Nolan verse, but it's almost like they took the feeling, that earnestness, the the grounding in reality of it, and people who really understand the comics made this movie. They're borrowing from so many different places, so many great Batman writers, um, and they're using such very interesting pieces of it all that it feels so connected to the comic books while offering you a palette and just like a sensibility of film that you are already comfortable with in, in the Nolan stuff. But then it'll also, it also borrows a little bit from Snyder and there are picturesque where if you, you know, if you were to pause the movie, it would be like a beautiful, well-composed snapshot of Batman doing something right. There's a lot of cool framing and stuff like that, that Snyder does. Um, the writing's really well done. Pattinson's, a, I think he's incredible. Um, man, Colin Farrell is the penguin. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I just bored him to death. She's she's worried she can't hear you. Oh. I just like couldn't hear him all of a sudden. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm listening. It got so quiet. Yeah, it's it's definitely worthwhile in in a way that I haven't seen out of um a Batman movie. And I always said that like um Bale's Batman wasn't Batman, he was Christopher Nolan's Batman. Um, which was fine. And mm-hmm. Nolan stuck to his script, he stuck to his world, he didn't betray anyone who who watched his movies, but um Though you'll never, you would have never seen Christian Bale's Batman, you know, like fight an alien, right? You know what I mean, or like Condiment King or some fucking bullshit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like in this Batman version, the bad guy, so to speak, is not like some weird guy who froze himself. No, it's it's that not... turned into like a fake villain like you know what i mean like it's not comical yes it's not comical it's it's grounded it's grounded in reality but you i would say that like hal jordan could show up you know what i mean like there Mm -hmm. could be there's nothing in this world that tells me like the green lantern Corps couldn't exist or that like dark side doesn't exist or you know what i mean yeah superman doesn't exist it wouldn't be like ridiculous that for them to come in and like it like it wouldn't fit and the movie alone doesn't have like these amazing, um, like top ten actors and actresses. They did a phenomenal job with, you know, some of these characters just what are you being like about? they're all fantastic actors. <laughs> they're fantastic actors, but what I mean is like it's not Tom Cruise, it's not Bruce. You know what I mean? It's not these old like, <coughs> like we had Arnold Schwarzenegger. We had you. Know, we had these big names in these Batman films, even in the Christian Bale movies. I would say that these people, in their own right, are big names. For, I think Robert Pattinson's a pretty big name. I think he is too. But the fact that you, Zoe Kravitz is is becoming a pretty big name. She is. She did a phenomenal job. Jeffrey Wright is a very well respected. Yeah. Colin actor. Farrell. Like some of these people, like I guess I underestimated their work and it really shined through. They worked their butt off to make this film something that was impressive personally for me. For sure. And I think the real star of the show was the score. Got yeah. The score was phenomenal. Yeah. The music drove this entire movie for me. Yeah. So Boogie, I would say I would say watch it. If you get an opportunity. I'm probably not going to. Why not? No. Do you not like the Batman movies? Not really. Not no. Um, I mean, if your husband wanted to see it, would you? He he's not. He's not interested in that. Um, I would. So my favorite Batman movies are the Joel Schumacher ones. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Joel Shitmaker, is sure, as he's known in yeah, Hollywood. I'm pretty sure uh, Joe just had an aneurysm. No, there's lots of stuff to like about those movies. Jim Carrey is excellent in Batman Forever. I think they're fun. George Clooney ones? I, yeah, the one with Val George, George Clooney Clark. and Val... Okay. Yeah. I think they're fun. And I think, you know, that's what I want out of a superhero 
movie. I want it to be fun. That's why I like Marvel movies. They're fun. I mean, they do. They have also brilliantly connected with me on an emotional level over the course of 12 years or whatever, you know, leaving this beautiful tapestry. That's But I like Marvel because they're fun. I don't like DC because they're not fun. And I haven't seen a not fun or a fun Batman since Batman Robin. Yeah, I would say that this movie's probably not fun, but it's it's familiar yet different to anything you've seen. And I mean, like, it's, it's the difference between watching like uh, a drama movie that <clears throat> has no comedy in it versus you know some drama movies that are, you know, funny in some ways. This one just doesn't have any comedy in it. So, like, I liked, you know, the Nolan Batman movies, but I agree that they're not Batman movies. They're Chris Nolan movies. And they're very well done, and I enjoyed them. Um... <clears throat> but because that's not a comic book version of Batman, I, it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. They're so grounded in reality. They're so, you know, Bruce Wayne could be anybody. And it just so happens to be Batman. Yeah. I don't it's, know. You, you would probably like this movie then. It's very much like that. It's very grounded in reality. There's even a, a moment that I've never seen in a Batman movie before where he gets near the edge of a building and he's like scared <laughs> like he almost fell I mean is he at least a great detective yeah so this this is where he is separated apart from every other Batman in any Batman movie is he is a detective okay so the last Batman that was a detective is Batman is Adam West Batman 66 yeah he actually did quite a bit of detective work he is a detective. He's very Sherlock Holmesian in that way, and he's like, "Look, you can see by this, you know." And he's like, "Oh, and his Batman voice isn't annoying either." No, oh, good. You know, um, it was it. That was probably my biggest gripe about Batman Forever is the freaking vi- villain was the Riddler, and he didn't do any detective work. No. Mm. Well, the villain in this one's the Riddler. Lots and of detective uh, work. lots of detective work, and the penguin, or so I'm the told. penguin's like the, a minor character. The big bad is actually uh, Carmine Falcone. Oh, okay. So you've got the Riddler who's trying to expose secrets that have you know plagued Gotham for years. Some of those secrets even involve the the Wayne family. Um, and then you've got Carmine Falcone who's like the kingpin of, of crime who has set up all these things to, to be the way that the way they are. And Penguin is like his number two. Who plays Carmine? Uh, John Turturro. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm probably not going to, I'm definitely not going to go to the theater to see it, but I might check it out when it, um, you know, it's it, made was, available it was an $8 movie when we went and saw it. I would say it's definitely worth 8 bucks to go hit up a theater, see it in the dark, big sound, big screen. Yeah. It's a lot the, of work. The sound is really, gonna, you know, because the score is so good. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Giacchino. Um, 
Oh, I mean, it's it's very good. It is. I second it's that. It's atmospheric. It's melodic. It puts you it's in the mood to watch the film. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like Star Wars level to me. I don't know. It's just, I thought it was really good. I know a lot of people are giving it some shit. Um, and you don't expect much going into a DC movie. I didn't expect to like it that much going in. I thought it'd probably be pretty good. Um, and this might be a thing like when I saw Wonder Woman for this the first time, I was like, finally something good from DC. And then, then I watched a Marvel movie and went back and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's not good. So we'll see if I, if I can watch a Marvel movie and then go back and watch the Batman and still like it, I think it holds up. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's all I have. Yeah. Anyone else before I, we... I have one more thing, but what do you got, Boogie? I got one more thing. It's a, it, it's a, I think, skip it. Um, okay. Central Park. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I was real excited about it because, you know, it should be right up my alley. It's a, it's a musical starring Leslie Odom Jr. and David Biggs and, Catherine Hahn and Kristen Bell and Josh Gad. I, I mean, it's it's got H. John Benjamin in it. It's uh, animated in the same style as Bob Burgers, Bob's Burgers. So that team, that creative team, must be involved somehow. Um, and I really wanted it to be really good, and it's kind of okay. Okay, it's fine. I've heard that season it, two is not as good as season one, so. And I'm only like six episodes into season one, so God. it was not blowing up my skirt. It, it, I just, I'm, I'm sad. I'm disappointed. I wanted it to be better than it is. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> most, most definitely. Me and Hercules. Yeah. On the same level right now. All right. Um, so I, go ahead. I mean, I guess check it out if you want to. Okay. Um, my last thing that I watched, I'm not done with it yet. I've got like a few more episodes. I'm watching this show on Peacock called Lime Town. It's hmm. based on a Lime Town. Lime Town. Yep. It's based on a fictional podcast of the same name. Um, stars Jessica Biel and. She produced the show, like much like she did The Servant. It's about like a mysterious event that happens at a research facility in Limetown, Tennessee. And she's trying to uncover everything that happened there because her uncle was there. And her uncle is played by Stanley Tucci. Uh, when I was watching the preview and the Tucci showed up, I immediately started watching it. Because, you know what? I realized that if it's got Tucci in it, mm. even if it's bad, he'll be good. It's still got the Tucci. Because he's so good. He is, always. He's I love like, them. To me, he's an immediate stamp of approval on whether or not that movie is going to be watchable. And I don't know I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. He's 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 definitely worth a, a Lily Aldrin stamp approval, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's the best. And it mm-hmm. all goes back to when I first fucking saw him in a movie, which was Undercover Blues when I was a kid. And he was muerte, you know? <laughs> and I think about that movie all coffee, the time tea? still. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> whenever I go to the grocery store and the aisle is coffee, tea, 
you know? I will literally just be sitting here not really thinking of anything. <laughs> and all of a sudden, his half-naked ass will pop up in my head going, coffee? Tea? And I just start cracking up. Right? And I'm like, what is... Where does he come from? Why does he hide in my brain? Because uh, he's he's that good. You know, he's, he's just so good. good. And now sometimes I'll think about whatever the weird name he had in Hunger Games and his fake ass teeth and just him going like, ha, oh. ha, 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 you know, he's, just, he's so great. Oh, I love the Tooch, man. Uh, the show, however, Limetown, I can't give you a verdict on it yet. It's well done-ish. Um, they're, they're like podcast episodes. You know, she's a podcaster. She's recording a podcast. Um, and it's about her unraveling this mystery and her life is in danger because Jessica Biel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say something probably controversial after the servant and after this show, I think that she's got a, a pretty unfair shake. I hate her with every fiber of my being because she's actually a really good actress. Have you seen The Sinner, and have you seen the show? I have not seen... I, I've watched a couple episodes of The Sinner. It, it didn't grab me. I stopped watching it. She, um, know, I have she, not seen the show. I hate Jessica Biel. She's a really good actress. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, if you don't like her, that's one thing, but that doesn't mean she's not good. <laughs> Pretty sure I don't like her because she's not good. Well, I think that's what I'm saying is she got an unfair shake because she was in shitty movies because she was the hot girl, right? And she was in uh, that's questionable as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily find her attractive, but you know that she was half naked in movies because America did. <laughs> I guess in that so. Fucking stupid movie with Freddie Prinze Jr. where he played baseball. You know, summer and catch. And then she was in uh, the Adam Sandler movie with Kevin James, and then. You know, and then, yeah, Chuck and Larry, and she was in uh, that other dumb movie. What was it? Um, I don't even know. I don't know. I just know she wasn't in very good movies, and she wasn't ever given really <laughs> much to do with it. And it took her making her she, own shit to give herself something good to do in The Sinner. And I thought she was really good she, in it. She was in an episode of New Girl. Was she good in it? And I hated her. I hated her. I think Doesn't you're matter. supposed to, though, so maybe. <laughs> was she good? Did... She was in Total Recall. Yeah, I mean, and she's pretty good in that. The Blade, movie anything that would be pretty good. I like Seventh Colin Farrell. I'll watch him in anything. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like Colin Farrell, too. Although that movie about the, the bone booth or whatever, that movie was dumb. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. But, you know, it's... uh, I say that... With you know, she's making these shows. She's producing them so that she can get something good to do, and eventually people will start casting her again. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. I have no idea. Um, okay. She's completely mentally fucked up in this show, <laughs> like completely. Well, maybe that's why you think she's a good actress. She's just <laughs> she's not acting. Maybe it's just real for her. There's another chick who's in episode two who is, if she doesn't blow up, because this show was made in 2019, I'm going to look and see if she's done shit since. She is really, really good. 
Uh-huh. Shannon's giving me the hurry up sign because I did it to her because she had 17 things. Dude, I was quick. Okay, her name's Kelly Genrette. Nobody cares. She's in The Handmaid's Tale. Okay, <laughs> she's real, real good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so far, it's okay. I'll let you know. Okay. Lying and down. Matt's still not back, so we're going to just go ahead and hit this button. Mm. All right. Missed you, Matt. Yeah, buddy. Hopefully you didn't have much else to talk about. I feel bad. Probably a video game or something, right? Yeah. But he'll be back next week. But you know what you should do in the meantime? Yeah. Hit us up at Movie Dummies uh, Podcast on Instagram, right? At Movie Dummies Podcast. And we will interact with you guys there. You can tell us what you've been watching. What are we missing out on? And that'd be good. Yeah. But anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah. It's been... uh, It's been been, one week. It's been fun. (laughs) It's been fun, right? Yeah. And we'll be back next week, and maybe I'll tell you how Limetown was. And I'm probably going to get... I've been sucked in. I'll probably start watching How I Met Your Father. um, Ah. Because Cody Smulders was on the finale, so... Yeah, until then, everyone, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. And Matt was Matt. Miss you, buddy. Give it to me, Mommy. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Meatballs.